created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. Cynthia, are you? I just invited you to video mode. Just give us one second while Cynthia gets up on video. How is everyone doing? There. Hi, everyone. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> well, great. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread Pivot, our new series. My name is Juliette Hahn, and I'm here with my co-host, Cynthia Zordich, and our guest, Ricky and Katharina Waters. Guys, I'm so excited for you to be here to share your amazing story with uh, this audience because you guys really do have a special story. So welcome, welcome to YNS Live. Thank you. <laughs> with NFL Thread. Yes. Okay. So we have people jumping in. If you're here with on, um, we're streaming everywhere. So if you're on YouTube, if you're here on Fireside, if you're on Twitch, LinkedIn, or Facebook, welcome, welcome. You guys are in for a really, really big treat. If you guys have been following YNS Live with NFL Thread, you know that Cynthia and I have some really, really amazing stories because what is what connects us all is stories. Our, our stories connect us. It makes us actually... Uh, either connect with someone a little bit more or say that's interesting and then, you know, not connect because we all have people that just inspire us. And Katharina and Ricky, I was reading the article that Cynthia wrote um, about you guys. I believe Cynthia, was it 2004? Jeez, was it really for NFL player engagement? No, it was much later. <laughs> it was later? Okay, yeah, so I... 2014, maybe. Oh, 2014. I got, see, I got my four and my 14. So 2014, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 2014. But what I, what I loved so much, and this is what I kind of want to jump right in, um, Ricky and Katharina, is the love that you guys have, I thought was just so like unbelievable. So I would love to start the show yeah, with so. just a little background about the two of you. So like kind of where you grew up, a little bit about your history and then how you met and, um, and, and take it from there. I know everyone is going to just enjoy this so much. Yeah. You, you started. You want to tell our love story? <laughs> no, but I mean, where you from and all that. Okay. Like so I, I grew up in the Bay area. So I'm from San Francisco, um, grew up out here where we live now. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, when we met, actually, I was in college. So I was a junior at Santa Clara University out here, um, kind of just doing my thing. Um, never thought in a million years I'd, I'd meet Ricky. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> you can, you can give the details. Usually when I tell the story, he always like gets I can't upset. She's saying that. He's like, he's like, tell the short story. <laughs> it'll take us the whole hour. So I'll let you tell it. <laughs> No, it's kind of funny because uh, I was I was in the pros already. I had uh, just gotten on the team. I was injured at the time. Uh, the place that we normally went to, <laughs> uh, it was uh, they had a, a private gathering, so we couldn't go there. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I had never been like in that situation where my team was playing. And they were away playing. And I wasn't with them because I was injured. So I was home trying to watch the game. It was on TV. And uh, so we were looking for a sports bar to go to. And we go to the sports bar that I've never gone to before and never went to after. And this young lady happens to be working there. I had a part-time job in college. So I actually had a few. Um, but yeah, I was waitressing at this restaurant. 
that he had never been to, uh, that I only worked for, I think, for a couple months for, for yeah. What's the name of it? I forgot. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but so he was playing with the Niners. He was in your, you were in your second or third season, second season, I guess, um, with, with the Niners. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so you were, yeah, you had just moved out here, right? You hadn't been out here long. Well, and, yeah, and, and, like I knew a lot of places. So right. uh, actually, that was the we knew, used to go to Bennigan's all the time because it's right by the 49er uh, facility. So I would always go there. That's the first place that they took me uh, when I was drafted and everything. So that's where I would normally go. But we, we just kept driving. Uh, I was with one of my teammates, Adam Walker. What's up, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Lori. But, uh, but, uh, we were driving. We went to this place. Could not believe it. she she was in there working. At first, I was you know I was I was a little bummed out because I wasn't playing and all that. I wasn't really excited or anything. Wasn't really expecting to meet anybody. Anything special to happen, uh, especially something that would change my life forever. <laughs> so right. it, it was it was kind of an amazing thing uh, the way the way it uh, happened because she was just uh, walking by us. We happened to be you know we were sitting at the the high top tables watching the TV. So she had to walk by us to go to her uh, table. She wasn't even waiting on us. No. She, she was just walking by. So, uh, you know, my, my boy started saying a little something to her. So she started, you know, looking at us a little more like, like, what are these guys talking about? So uh, long story short, though, I uh, talked to her a little bit more as the as the day went or the night went by. It was the evening at the time. Uh, went by and uh, uh, I, I asked her if I could stay while she, I said, what time do you get off or whatever? You know, that kind of thing, you know, that kind of talking. She told me when she was getting off, whatever, but she did, she still didn't seem like she was at all <laughs> interested or anything like that. So when we were getting ready to leave, I was going to leave at first. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to sit here for a little bit and hang out. Uh, my boy, he rode out. And I, so I stayed a week because we drove separately so he he rode out. I, I stayed and uh, waited for her to get off. Talked with her some more, uh, you know. Asked her for a phone number. After a while of talking to her, you know, asked her for a phone number, and she nicely said no. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what part of the game is this? I'm not used to this. What's going on here? What do you mean no? Right. <laughs> so, uh, so it didn't. Yeah. It didn't quite happen the way, you know, like this story, the little, little thing, because because uh, she didn't give me her number. And I said, OK, so I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you mine. Uh, call me if you want, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm going to be sad, though, if you don't, you know, that kind of thing, you know, put, put right. a little something. In. But uh, yeah, a little time went by and she she called me. <laughs> and, and, uh, and this was like back in the day. I remember when he asked me for my phone number and I, I said no, but I remember he was ready. He took out his pager. Yeah, I used to have a pager. So he was like, then. and I didn't remember. And he was just sitting, he was standing there with his pager, ready I'm to like type in the in digits, there. you know? And then when I said no, he just kind of was like, okay. And uh, so, so I think we had, I had a piece of paper in my little, I think I still had, I don't know if I still have my little apron on or something, but I, I think I took out a piece of paper. So I, so he wrote down his number and I just had this little scrap of paper. So he's like, call me. And I figured there's no way she's going to call me. It's all good though. You know, we had a little fun. 
you know, a little right. conversation. I stopped thinking for a minute that I was hurt and didn't go, you know, to the game. So she she helped me in that way anyway. I was like, that's fine, you know, going home and have you know have a good time, be okay. So I have to <laughs> no, I have no to interject I have to interject for a second. Right. Yeah. Now, so Katharina, did, did you know who Ricky was? I mean, or was it, you know, just some guy hitting on you in the bar? Or... I know. I, I <laughs> wish I could like remember, 100% remember, like go back in time. I figure, I don't know if I knew who he was. I, I can't, I can't say like when he first came in, I'm not sure. I would imagine by the time I left, um, maybe, you know, like maybe I just prob probably, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, right. Well, she would have had to know me because I'm I'm not. I wouldn't he didn't do introduce that. himself. I won't. You, you know, know, I'm not like, way. oh, you know who I am or anything like right. that. I didn't do. Like I don't that. remember conversation <laughs> about it. So if I knew, maybe someone in the restaurant, you know, maybe told me or you know something like that. But but I wish I could honestly say, you know, yes or no. But I felt I, I felt like she knew I, myself, you know, me. But uh, right. it seemed <laughs> it seemed not to matter because even when she called me. She finally called me to tell me that she had a boyfriend and that I was really nice and she didn't want me to feel like, you know, whatever, whatever, blase, blah. But uh, she has a boyfriend, so she just wanted to let me know. But it's nothing against me or anything. Uh, why she didn't give my number, all that kind of stuff. It was it was so, very polite. Like, I, I remember very being very nice on the phone. And I very politely didn't let her off the phone <laughs> <laughs> for a right, while. Right. I was like, okay, well, let's, I just ignored that and kept talking to her and kept talking about all oh, the things that I'm probably going to do this weekend, whatever, what we're going to do or whatever, you know. And uh, and then I, I finally got her. We, we talked for a while. <laughs> we started talking about stuff and everything. And uh, I just said, just go on one day with me. If you go on one day with me and you, you know, hate it or whatever, fine. You know, no harm, no foul. Same thing. You know, it's not a not a big deal. But uh, at least go on a date with me. At least hang and out I with remember, me a little bit because you seem like a very nice person. I know I am. <laughs> so uh, and I remember him you know, saying, it was like that. <laughs> and I remember him saying, um, I remember saying, oh, you know, because we were talking for a long time. And I remember him saying, I'm not going to let you off the phone unless you agree to go on one date with me. And so I was that naive or I don't know. He says... I don't know. I probably did kind of want to go on a date, but I um, probably fighting it. But he said, I'm not going to let not? you get off the phone. On. Just one date. So, of course, I could have just hung up the phone. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So. Well, no, but but I love because there was, you know, when there's someone in a restaurant, right, that catches your eye, bar out or whatever. It's always interesting to see how it kind of progresses. So the fact that Katharina called you. Right. It was like, OK, well, there's something there. Right. It was it was not right. just anything. And so what I loved about the the article and, and learning a little bit about you guys is that that initial kind of her playing hard to get right. Her being kind of <laughs> independent. Uh, oh, I like the word independent a little bit more, but her independence kind of made you be like, well, wait a second. I want to know more about this this woman. And the fact, Katharina, right. you were in uh, you were in law school, if I'm not uh, mistaken, correct at that time. I, I was actually a junior in undergrad, so I was still you were, in you were still in you were still in undergrad. Okay, but I had already um, I think I had already applied, you know, so I already you know knew that I was going somewhere. I don't know if I had gotten accepted yet, you know, um, or made mm -hmm. a decision on where yet, but I think I had already sent out applications, so already had my plan in place. Exactly. Right. So and I, I have to yeah, go ahead. Say, okay, yes. Don't mind that like Katharina doesn't play anything. <laughs> so like if she's not interested, she is just not interested. And it's so funny because that's Katharina that I know. Like she's very straightforward. So I love the fact that she was just doing her work 
minding her business and doing what she had to do. And Ricky, I remember from the article that you were like, that was really intriguing. I mean, here we were, and she was not focused on anything about us. She was focused on just what she was doing. And you had to really get in there into her vision to be like, hey, I want to talk to you. And I love that. Right, right. And I and it was it's funny because even as we started to date some and go out, the first one was a success. You know, I was going to you know, make it real, real cool. <laughs> so whatever we did, I was going to have, I had a chef that I knew that he, he whip up this great meal and everything. And so he hooked it up for us and everything, made it real nice and, and cool. My, I remember my mom was out. So I was telling her, I said, why don't you just come to my house? We can, she was like, I'm not going to your house. No way. Not, you know, not yet or anything like that. Like, no way I'm going to your house. And I said, no, but my mom's going to be there. I'm telling you, she's, Nice lady, whatever. You ain't going to have to worry about that kind of stuff. You know, I'm a gentleman. You know, what are you, what are you worried about? But uh, so the first one went okay. It actually didn't go okay at first because I lived way up on in Woodside. Our first date, <laughs> I, I almost didn't make it. It wasn't going to happen. She thought I was playing around with her because she drove up halfway up the mountain. And she was like, wait a minute. And she was like. Where do you live again? I was like, no, I'm up in she moved I, I already Woodside. didn't like going to his house for a first date, but then he right. knew exactly what to say. My mom's out here, you know, she, Ricky's <laughs> from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So she flew out from Pennsylvania to visit. And so he's like, oh, it's safe. It's nothing. You know, she's here. You'll get to meet her. So I, I actually thought, okay, it did make me feel better. You know, she's going to be there. Um, but then because he lived all the way up, you know, past Skyline in Woodside, I was driving, I came after class. So it was like, um, before it got dark, you know, but it was like, um, maybe starting to get, you know, dusk or something. So I remember halfway up the hill, I said, Oh no, he's playing games, you know, so I started getting nervous. So in my car, I had the cell phone or the phone that's like, got the long antenna. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had so that. I pulled over to the side of the road. And I just like called him and I said, you know what? I'm turning around. Like, I'm not coming. I think you're messing with me. You're playing like, a like, where do you live? You know, I'm not dry continuing to drive. So I got a little nervous. So I said, I'm turning around. So, um, and I told her, just stay right there. I'll said, come just, get you. Don't even worry. So, but it was great when I came to get her. Cause she was just looking like she was, I was like, yeah. you know, looking around uh, with her and I was just like, Sir Lancelot just slid in there. Hey, I got you. See, I told you everything's fine. He came and saved the day. Just and I follow followed me. Him. And gonna... his mom was there. I got to meet his mom. So everything worked so out. You know, it don't work that way normally. You know, you just meet somebody and they meet your mom, but it just happened that way. It wasn't like it it to it me meant something or it was planned or anything that way, except for just for her to to know that, you know, it's nothing to worry about. Well, but yeah. I think that's the thing. I think the the safety of it, you know, is, is kind of makes it where it's like, oh, you know what, this is not meant to happen. But we, anyone that listens to the show and, and any of our podcasts knows, I truly believe we all have a path. We all have a path. And whether you believe in God or the universe, we, some of us find it, some of us don't, but it's one of those like little cues is when something gets you excited or something makes you interested. If you follow that path, I believe that's God kind of talking to you saying, Hey, this is kind of where I want you to go. Again, not everyone follows it. Not everyone listens to it. So right. I think really it was kind of God or again, God or the universe, whatever you believe in. That was like, okay, Katharina needs to feel even more comfortable here. Cause I want these two to be together. They're meant to be together. Yes. How can we kind of make this better? And it was like, Oh, let's get the mom in. <laughs> the mom's going to be there. Um, well, which I, I think is such a beautiful story. 
Yeah, and to add to that, if you guys want to talk about crazy energies, um, which I do love, Katharina, when you accepted your, um, you know, when you went to law school in New York City, you know, here you guys are together all on the West Coast. You get this opportunity for your dream school to go to New York and you took it and you guys felt com comfortable enough and confident enough in your relationship. They went all the way across the country. And then what happens is that Ricky ends up going from 49ers to the Philadelphia Eagles, which is only like a quick trip away. And that that's when I got to meet you, Katharina, is when you came in with your book bag and coming from school and visiting the Eagles. It's crazy. Talk about that a bit. And, and the crazy thing is, like, back to the universe, you know, like, um, you know, some things are not really in our control. Like, we can't see the future. I can't. Um, but Ricky never thought that he was going to leave the Niners, you know, at that time and go to the Eagles or go to any team. No, he thought, you know, thought he just won a here, Super Bowl. Played here forever. Yeah, that, that was the last thing that you thought. And when I left for law school, it was way before any of those negotiations or any of that talk, you know. Um, happened. I mean, I knew, you know, even before, I mean, it was, it was much, you know, way before that. So none of it was something that we were planning. Um, I definitely not. And at I, that time I wasn't even looking for nothing, nobody, you know, serious. She wasn't looking for anybody serious. Right, you know, she right. told me. Cause I already knew I was yeah, going to be leaving. And she was very independent. I mean, she, she kept saying, you know, I'm going to law school and I kept saying, okay, whatever. I didn't even think, I thought she was just talking. I was like, man, she going to law? What's she talking about? She going to law school. Like, whatever. Nice so time. up until the very end, <laughs> up until the very end, I think it was like maybe a week, maybe two max, but I feel like it was like a week before I actually had to get on the plane and move to New York. Um, Ricky goes to me, he's just like, wait a second. Cause I was like, you know, trying to wrap, not wrap it up, wrap it up, but you know, not like it has to be this final ending thing, but you know, it's kind of like being realistic, right? I'm leaving, you know, you're staying. So, you know, just let's see how it goes. But so I was kind of trying to say these sort of like goodbyes or just kind of like, let's have a conversation about it. Just so we're all good. And he was like, wait, what do you mean? You're, you're really leaving. And I, I was like, we've been talking about this for the last year, six at least six months. Like I already know where I'm going to school. He's like, but you're really going to law school in New York? And I was like, I told you this I was like, whole time. I thought that was, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, a dream or something. And I said, and he, said he even said, so, so even about the law school portion, he's like, he, I don't know. And I, I even had to say the words to him. So you thought I was lying to you or joking about something? He's like, I just didn't know if you were serious. I mean, you know, she seems like, smart and everything, but why would, law school smart? That's, you know, like and, and that just, um, <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm like, wow, you know, that, that, <laughs> that's what, it's so special. Yeah, but yeah, that I mean, is what makes it special. It, it is true that she actually is that smart and everything, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, and even the whole way through, as we got to know each other, we wasn't moving like super fast, you know, so it was cool. You know, we were we were just hanging out, having a good time with each other, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, every time, like when I would pull out the expensive champagne, whatever, she'd be like, you don't have to do that. I don't know. Um, and then I'd be like, well, oh, I want time. to, so I'm, you know, we're going to drink this. And I was like, whatever, pour it with everything. And she was just like, well, I'm not going to drink it if you do, because that's just too much. And it's just ridiculous. And I, I don't think you should do that. So one time, one of our first dates um, at a <laughs> restaurant, he, he ordered like the most expensive bottle of champagne. And I happened to see, like, you know, how like much that. it cost. <laughs> and so I, I just told him very politely. I just you know, said, I no, I, a little I, bit of money I, at the time. you know, you can drink it, but I don't want any of it. I just... 
I didn't agree and, and, and I wasn't trying to push my views on him, but I just thought, I was like, why did you, why would you do that? You know, it's like, it doesn't make sense. And so he was really pissed off at me like the whole day. So he didn't really talk to me that whole day. We just sat across the table. We did, but he was pissed off and he drank the whole bottle of champagne himself. And he I, did I drank the whole stuff. thing myself. I said, you know what? I'm drinking it. So, That's so funny. Whatever you want to get to them, you know, you chime in. You, you know, you put your glass on. Right, right. I'll give you some. <laughs> But that's her, and that that is what I actually appreciated about her, and what I what I learned to appreciate, I should say, you right. know, the fact that she wasn't, you know, all up my butt. She wasn't really. Right, you know, right. or, you know, <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it. She wasn't, you know, and it was but like, we but she was cool, and but she treated me very good and everything. But right. she wasn't like that, and that was well, that was. was Right. I mean, it seems like that Catherine was re like knew who she was and who she wanted to be. And that is so attractive in so many aspects Absolutely. because it's it's an independent confidence that not everyone has. And especially, you know, Ricky, taking it to where you were in your career, you were at the top of your career. I'm sure, you know, the interactions you had with others at times wasn't like that. So it probably was like, wait, this is really interesting. This is more than just, oh, I'm Ricky Waters, you know, the football. This is like you guys had a real connection that um, just, you know, really formulated in such a beautiful way. Right. Yes, I, I want to talk about that um, because you, you know, you said a lot just with, you know, a gesture just a little bit ago um, when you said you didn't think you were ever going to leave the 49ers. And, right. you know, so in Philadelphia, we were there at the time. And I remember you were the first player that they ever photoshopped a uniform for a cover of a magazine before you were ever even in Oh yeah. <laughs> they made oh, did we lose something up? Eagles yeah. uniform. And it wasn't real. It never happened yet. And so we were all like, how does this happen? So <laughs> as we were celebrating you coming to Philadelphia, which everybody, you know, huge free agency. You just came from the Super Bowl. And you're, you're like, wait a minute, I'm, this is my family. And this is, you know, Eddie DeBartolo Jr. This is my life. I never want to leave here. And this is supposed to be a good thing, but it isn't always a good thing for the player. Can you talk about how you felt at that time and how Katharina, how you guys handled that together, that feeling of you should be excited, but it's also sad leaving a family. Right. Yeah, definitely. And especially the way it happened. I mean, it was like, it wasn't free agency. If it was free agency, then I I could deal with that. It was they made me a transition player, and I didn't. I was like, what mm. What is that? You know, you mean I'm not the franchise player? I'm not. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna tag me something, you know, tag me that. And uh, transition meant that I could go shop myself with other teams. They could give me a contract. The 49ers get the the right of refusal or whatever. They they could either they could either match it or they could just let me go. And I was just like, dang. Why would they even put me on something like that when I'm thinking they I'm very important to this team. This team uh, needs me. I do a lot. I was doing so much for the team. I, I know they see now because having having uh, won a Super Bowl since. But uh, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, but uh, no, but <laughs> but seriously, uh, it, it really hurt at that time because uh, you know I went there because Ray Rose was there. I was like, man, that's my guy. He was a great coach. For us, he's a defensive coach, but he was cool to all the guys, a player's coach. So I said, I definitely want to go there. I want to see what he has to say, whatever, 
you know, and maybe he'll give me a contract. And, you know, I was still thinking 49 is going to match. So when they didn't match, it really uh, hurt my feelings. I was really upset about that. I was like, wow, I never uh, just the feeling of that, just being totally rejected, like by somebody or by a team or whatever, just kind of like I felt like at the time, just like throwing away all the stuff that I that I had proven myself to be for that team and I mean we went to three years I played we went to three championships <laughs> we went to uh the Super Bowl and one ended up winning the Super Bowl so it's like I I was off to a really great career and expected them to take care of me they gave me two two-year deals because I was hurt my first year too so then they were like gave me another two-year deal so I had to prove myself and I after I more than proved myself they didn't match so that really left me really hurting. I was really upset. I wasn't feeling good even when I, you know, had to go to Philadelphia. But once I got to Philadelphia and I met my teammates, met my met the coaches, everybody, saw how the fans felt about me, things like that, how excited everybody was. Then it started to feel more real to me, number one. And then after it felt real to me, it felt like something that I could actually do. And I thought that we would we would uh play well and we did. We did end up playing very well. Uh, yeah, I mean, got, we didn't start off great, but we ended up <laughs> playing very well. Right. And something I love that you asked that because that's so, you know, that's one of the things that I think is so important. And one of the reasons why we love having this show, because so many people don't think about that, right? The, the players getting, um, you know, cut, the players getting traded. And I said to Cynthia the first time I interviewed her and she was talking about something, I said, Oh my gosh. Like I have kids. We are huge sports fans, by the way. I grew up in, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. Huge, you know, huge Eagles fan. I live in New York now. My husband's a Giants fan. Um, and so are the kids, but I, I, I mean, I saw you play. I was one of your, you know, big fans that was there. I mean, we were huge Eagles fans. So I remember that it actually brings me back to like that energy and being, being so excited. But I was saying to Cynthia, as you know, I, I interview more and talk to more, um, players and athletes, you mm -hmm. think about, the, the person, the human, the, and as you said, that's so real. And thank you for sharing that because it is, it's like, wait a second, this is, this is a business, but like, I thought I meant more to you than that. And there's so many things in life that people have to endure and go through that, you know, with schools, with, um, I mean, so many things, but it, it doesn't hurt any less. So it's so important that you're bringing that to the forefront. So I would love, you know, Katharina, you as a wife, um, behind the scenes, like, you know, how, did you handle that emotionally? How did you handle, you know, walking Ricky through it? Because that's why, again, we love having these conversations because it's like you're, you know, you have, you need that support system behind you and the players that don't have that support system behind them, you know, what happens to them mentally? So if you can take us through that a little bit, um, Katharina, that would be awesome. Sure. And you were um, just a young girlfriend. At that time, I was just his girlfriend. I, I don't yes. even know. Like Wow we were just dating. Um, so I, I, yeah, we, we actually were dating for, I think almost six years, five years, five, I think five, five and a half years before we even got married. So, um, I, and honestly, I think that's why, I mean, that's why it worked for us in our relationship. We both, um, just were so focused on our, you know, individual careers and what we had worked so hard, you know, up, up till that point, you know, to achieve, so, um, you know, not that we were, you know, not in tune and dating each other and, and cared about each other, but we were on kind of these parallel paths, right? Each pursuing our own careers. So we were there for each other, but in Philly during that time, um, I mean, I, you know, he had an agent. Um, I was in law school. 
um, when he went to Philly. And my dad was alive, so my dad was very instrumental. He had he had family support, you know, because mm -hmm. he's back home, you know, back in back in Philly, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So he had, you know, people around him. Um, and I was, you know, right, you know, like a train ride away, you know, in Manhattan. So I would come and see him, you know, for games um, and visit. Um, but but that's about it. So that's I mean, why he really... seemed, that's why it seemed so real at that point in time, because all my family, friends, everybody was so excited about it. It was like, right. dude, you home, bro. You could bring a Super Bowl home. If you do that, man, you're going to be legendary status forever. <laughs> they were saying all this stuff. I was still hurting at the time, you know, a little bit. But I was like, man, maybe, maybe this is meant to be. Maybe I'm supposed to be here, you know? And I started more and more feeling that way. I became a leader right away on the team. You know, I'm... You know, I've always been a stand-up guy, and even if, if after a bad game or whatever, you know, I'd be the one to go out there and talk and take the take the bullet or whatever, and go out on my shield for my team and all that. And I just think that they they really uh, respected that out of me, and the fans did. Once they they saw who I really was, they saw that man, this guy is like us. He loves playing and he hates to lose, <laughs> and that's you know you, you know the Philly fans they hate to lose. And I told like I tell them I say, hey, I'm just like you. I hate to lose too. And we're gonna do a lot of winning with me on this team. So trust me, we're gonna we're gonna win. And and we obviously, like I said, we started to play very well and we started to win. And that made me start to feel like, okay, maybe this is meant to be. But the biggest thing, uh, especially when I look back on it, is the fact that we stayed together like that because I don't think there was any chance that we would have stayed together if she made that move and I had stayed way out on the West Coast, even though I'm sure yeah, we would have tried imagine. right away. Mm -hmm. We probably would have tried, but I I'm, I think that would have been too tough for us. The fact that she could come uh, see me, she could come on weekends and she could come to some games and stuff like that and hang out, you know, it just kept it going. And and it and through the week and stuff, we were able to talk and, and she did. She probably didn't think she helped me out, but she did help me out uh, just being there for me and being sweet. You know, she's one of the sweetest people I ever met. I couldn't believe, like, I, I, I even thought, man, she's, she she might be a little fake, you know? I was like, man, I, I don't know. Nobody's that nice, you know? Nobody's that sweet. Nobody is, you know, you know how she is now, Cynthia. She know how she is, but. Absolutely, I mean, like, I loved when you would come in from New York and my girlfriend, Jackie, she fell in love with you. Um, we just would find you on the sidelines to hang out at training camp. But I just loved how you just were like, you know, this quiet rock, you know, and then Ricky, you know, you just your energy everywhere. You know, we were lucky to have you in Philly, but your energy everywhere is incredible. And you jumped into Philly and did things off the field as much as you did in San Francisco. Um, the, the poster that you did with the St. Jude's, um, the little, um, oh my goodness, Eagles. Um, EYP, Eagles, um, you know, EYP, Eagles Fly, um, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. You did so much in the city. I mean, you were just everywhere. And, and I think everybody loved your energy for life, you know, and for people. And, and Katharina, you just were always there, like, just, I, I don't know, just so strong. You know, you were this tiny, tiny little girl and you just had all this strength about you. And I just was always attracted to that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. She definitely, she is still that. She is a pillar for me. And uh, people, I, I think they see it because they see us together and people call us a power couple. They, you know, say those things to us and everything. But I don't think they could 
ever imagine how much, you know, she has done for me and in my life and us together and playing, obviously, you know, dealing with all the, you know, different teams, different, you know, things I had to deal with. But even past that, you know, once it was over, that, that was when it really started, you know, it's over now. And now I was like, boom, here I am not playing anymore. And now what? <laughs> so yeah, that was the hardest thing for me to deal with. You never, you never understand how hard that is until that really happens to you. And the fact that I was, uh, even though I was injured when I, when I finally called it quits, I could have potentially kept playing, but I, at the time she was, she was, she had gotten pregnant and with our first son and everything. And, and, uh, you know, that was a tough situation for us cause you know, he didn't make it. So then she was on bed rest the second time. And then we had Ricky Jr. came and everything. And I was just like, man, I want to be home, man. I want to be there with them. I want to help, you know, out and everything. So I had to make a, a, a really big decision and it was to, you know, be a father and to be a husband over being a football player at that time. And I never was thinking like that. I mean, that would just was not my thought process at all before Tiger Row, our first son. And uh, after that happened, it was like, that's when I really realized what was real. You know, it wasn't about just scoring touchdowns no more. It wasn't about just, uh, uh, eyes water a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't right. about just scoring touchdowns no more and trying to be the best player ever and get all these yards and everything. That just all of a sudden wasn't uh, as important to me anymore. It was about, now I want to be a dad like my dad was for me. You know, I was adopted. My dad could not have been a better father for me, father figure, kept me on the right track. You know, I was one of those guys, shoot, I was looking up to the, to the, the hard, we used to call them the hard rocks, but you know, like the gangsters and the, you know, the thugs. And I was like, yo, I want to be like them. They the ones that had the nice cars and the women always was, hey, when they came around and everything, I said, sure, I want to be like him. My dad was like, yeah, right. <laughs> you ain't going to be like that. That's not your, that's not your path. That's not your life. That's not, uh how your uh, story is going to go. So, right. you know, he, he was the one that kept me, kept me straight. I went to Catholic school my whole life. You know, at times I hated it, but I grew to love it and to understand why I was going to these private schools like that, how much I was learning, how much I was meeting other people different from me, people who didn't grow up in my neighborhood. You know, I was outside the hood, you know, uh, so it was different, but, uh, but it was really, uh, you know, like I said, my dad, my dad was very much there for me. So, And I mean, I think, and, and that is such a testament that you had the support system and, you know, thank you for sharing all that. You know, when I read about the loss of your son, I'm so sorry, because that, you know, is something that uh, no parent should ever have to go through because of, you know, just the heartache. Um, but one thing that you, you both said that I think is really important is one of the things that maybe this was supposed to happen because it strengthened our marriage and strengthened who we wanted to become, who, what parents we wanted to become. So I know you just, you know, touched on that, Ricky, but when you decided to, you know, stop, which I think is, uh, you know, there's so many different paths a player can go, right? They can just be cut, they can be injured and, and be out. You chose during that time to, to leave the league. Did you expect when you left to have such a hard transition out? Um, did you expect, you know, to go through what you went through when you were leaving the league? And, and, and yes. Katharina, if you can also jump in uh, there as well. 
Yes, that's a great question. And that's that's where I was going. And I caught on my dad again. <laughs> I no, love I him. love that. Oh, I love it. No, I love that. <laughs> I love him, man. But uh, it was way harder, way tougher. Every single part of it was tough. You know, besides being spending more time with her was a good thing. But uh, as far as having to be a dad, you know, there are little things, right? But they, they're the kind of big things like changing diapers, all that kind of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. that I had to learn and do, but also had to be a father figure. You can't just be a father in name. You have to be that, you know, and you have to show them by example. And so I had to show them what to do. At that time, it was just Ricky. Now we have Shane. Uh, but uh, had, to, had to be there for him, had to be there for her, had to uh, endure the fact that I wasn't playing no more. And I did not think it would hurt like it did. And I and I remember being in a depression because I, I definitely fell into a depression. I know that now. But I remember when she was like, I don't know. It seems like you don't want to do anything. You don't want to go nowhere. You just, I, I mean, I was like, I want to just stay home. I don't even want to go nowhere. I don't want nobody even say nothing to me or why you ain't playing or what's going on or any of that stuff. So I was just like falling deeper and deeper to this depression. When she was asking me, I'd say, what do you mean? I have everything. I'm not depressed. I couldn't be happier. You know, I'm here with you guys and everything. But it's true, man. You can actually fall into a depression. You could actually deal with, have be dealing with those things and not know it at all and think that everything is going fine. Everything is right. It wasn't until I said to myself, maybe I am, that I was able to snap out of it. You know, it was it had a chance to break out of it. But one thing is for sure, she was there for me. She made me go out. <laughs> she took me places. She tricked me into going places. She did anything she had to, she could do to get me out of the house and get me back, like into society again, and and just you know going out and and having fun, just being Ricky Waters, not Ricky Running Waters, you know, or the Superstar Waters, or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Just right. Just a guy, you know, who's another guy who has to go to the grocery store, pick up something for his wife, has to take the trash out, you know, has to do all these different things that other men have to do. So, you know, or fathers would have to do. So that was a tough situation for me, a tough transition. She definitely helped me through that uh, as well. And my dad did as well, too, because well, he was someone I could always call. Yeah, and I think that's so important because that's why I don't think people think about that enough, especially when it comes to athletes and people at, at, at a level. And I think this, more people need to think about that. Your whole life was football. You, yep. you know, you 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 played probably at a young age, and that's what you want to do. And then you you achieved this, <laughs> right? You peewee, and then you achieved this high status. And that's what I think sometimes is lacking in professional sports, or when people get to a high level, is that we need to bring that into the forefront. So thank you for sharing that because it's really important for people that are not in the league to think, okay, that's a hard, hard thing. That's hard mentally. That's hard for the family. That's hard. You know, like I love that cat said, okay, I I know how I'm gonna kind of help and, and, and work this out. But, you know, um, Kat, I'm sure you became, you know, the therapist, the, the confidant, the, you know, the wife, the lover, whatever, all of those different things, because that's what you have to do. So again, for the spouse, what they're enduring, we don't talk about it enough. We don't, we don't shed light on it. And it's so important because you're, you know, it's just an important thing to, to, to talk about because, and, and not enough people do. So thank you for sharing that. Kat, if you can just touch really quickly, um, 
you know, when you realized, okay, uh, he's going down a darker, you know, spiral than I thought because he made this choice, right? What were some of the things that went through your mind and how did you kind of pivot how you were approaching Ricky instead of, you know, how, when he was playing the game? I I think um, just when he was talking, the thought that was in, you know, running through my head was just, I've never met a player who didn't have a extremely difficult time transitioning. So after they left the game, whether they were cut, whether they retired on their own, whatever circumstances, whether they were hurt or not, whatever it was, um, they all have, you know, a really hard time. And I don't just mean for a couple months or even a couple of years. I mean, it, it goes beyond a couple of years. So, um, and I, and, you know, my, my own experience, you know, with my own husband, um, I, they, I really do believe, I mean, he needed someone to point it out, someone to, um, oh, yeah, confront you don't see it him. yourself. Um, and it's not the easiest thing to just bring up. It's not like, you know, the way he talks about it now is, you know, he's so thankful that I, you know, said something to him and helped him through and he believes that I really helped him, but it's not so easy as the spouse or as the person who's, you know, kind of, you know, I, I felt like it was an intervention, you know, I didn't want, need it to be an intervention, but the reality was it had to be kind of an intervention, um, as far as a conversation, which, mm-hmm. you know, a, a normal person, someone who doesn't understand, you know, life in the NFL may not understand what I'm talking about, or maybe I'm just right. like dramatic, but this is yeah. the reality for us, you know, for, for couples, for families, um, you know, these guys, they have been playing football probably since age five, six, you know, seven, um, you know, since they're pretty young. Right. And the whole culture is you don't share your feelings. I, this is what I've learned. I didn't play football, you know, <laughs> but, but yes. this is what I've learned. Um, we've been together for, but I think, almost 30 real. years or 29 years or something like that. So um, I, I've just witnessed this um, with Ricky, but also with other players, you know, some, um, that, um, you know, that I've represented. But um, you know, it's even in the league, um, it's not appropriate. It's not, um, it's not, um, practiced, right. To share your feelings, to talk about your feelings. If you talk about what's going on, you put on your game, your game face during the game and afterwards for press conferences, for the media, you say what you're supposed to say, you know, it doesn't really matter how you're really feeling inside. Mm. And you're taught that nobody cares and nobody wants to hear it. You know, right. you talk about what the fans and what the media wants to hear. That's it. Forget about yourself as an individual, as a human being. You're not really judged as a human being. Yeah, you're, um, judged you're as a super, Yeah, you're <laughs> superhuman. So for Ricky and for other guys, so I'll just talk about my own husband. But after, you know, um, you know, during his transition, um, even for me to bring it up to him, even though my intention is to help him and I'm trying to be nice and compassionate and obviously loving, I'm only doing it to, to try and help. Um, it's not the easiest thing to hear, even from me. Right. So I think about other spouses. Um, and if, you know, and, and if a guy isn't married, you know, whoever, whatever loved one, you know, but somebody has to say something because they're not going to see it themselves. Definitely. And we can even tell ourselves, you know, Football is not who I am, you know. I was, you know, I'm I'm a person besides football. I was telling myself that, you know, I was somebody before, you know. I I became this uh, whatever superstar player, or whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm I just go back to being that guy. Everything's gonna be okay. You can tell yourself that, but it wasn't. And even for her to get me going, even stuff that she didn't herself want to do, she had to participate with me. She couldn't even just like like set up, cause she knew I loved martial arts and I had taken martial arts before and I was right. still 
thinking about it. But at that time, couldn't wrap my head even around how to how to make that happen. But I'm sitting there watching Kung Fu movies and all that stuff. She's knowing, she's seeing me, you know, doing some of the moves, watching them. <laughs> so she's like, man, I think he would really want to go to Kung Fu class or whatever. So what does she do? She goes with me. And Ricky is there in his little, oh. his oh, little no, mobile. But, so, but I couldn't tell him circles. that's where we're going. Because if I said, oh, do you want to go? If I, if right. I asked the question. She fooled me. Do you want to go do this? The answer would be no. I thought no, it was every time. So I, I finally got him in the car um, to, to lie. And I said, we're going to go get something to eat. Pulled up into the parking lot right in front of the, the school, the martial arts school. And that's when I told him. We were physically there, already had the appointment, already had everything planned and booked. A private <laughs> lesson with the master of the school. He already knew the background. So just in case, you know, because I don't know how this is going to unfold, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he had to make a decision. He was so pissed off at me sitting in the car right there. He's like, I can't believe you did this, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, we're here. And then I just put, I had to put pressure on him. You know, I already paid. I, I kind of maybe, you know, sort of lied, sort of whatever, um, just to get him but She's to go not even out a good there. liar. That's the funny thing. She, she's um, not even good at lying, but she knows she had to do something. She but, had to get me there. But just so I don't forget, <laughs> I just wanted to add this. But so for like younger women or younger, you know, um, girlfriends or spouses or, you know, people in our world, I just um, want to say, you know, it can be very intimidating. You know, there are many times when you have to confront, you know, the player, you know, your loved one, with certain things that, you know, someone needs to confront them, right? So, but when you're the one who has to do it, it's not easy and it can be very intimidating. And um, you can tell yourself, okay, obviously, you know, by how they react, okay, it's not for me to do, or no, it's just, it's, it's better, it's, you know, to maintain keep a relationship, peace, right? <laughs> keep the peace. But the problems are always going to stay there, like right. until, you know, you talk it out, but it's, 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 um, it's not no, really exactly fun when it, you, know, you have to do it. No, and I think that's where it takes a very special person on both sides, right, to be receiving it, okay? And, and that just shows the, um, the strength of your relationship. Um, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. Cynthia and, and, and Michael, I feel like they, and Cynthia and her son, Michael, you know, when she talks about those stories, it is, it's so remarkable to me because I think about my kids and my husband, and I'm like, okay, right, you have to have that foundation. You have to have that trust before, and it's so important to build that and grow that because when you go through life transitions, when you go through hard times, if you don't have that, the other person's not going to be as receiving or you're not going to be as comfortable. And so, Catherine, I love that you said that because they're right. An early spouse or an early girlfriend, they might not, you know, have the balls. I mean, excuse the, 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 the expression, but have the balls to be like, okay, you need to get off your ass. We need to do something. I'm going to trick you. And, uh, and this is how it's going to work. But that's what um, I think is so beautiful about your relationship. So uh, I'm going to, Cynthia, did you want to jump in? Cause I definitely want to, you know, talk about what you guys are doing now, because I think yeah. what, you know, the whole, uh, let me just finish this one thought, but the whole thing is finding another passion, right? I think that's what is so important. Finding something else that lights you on fire and it, it's going to take you a little while to do that and to figure that out. But that's what then can get you out of bed again and get you up and being, and that's what, you know, the martial arts I think is where you guys were going with that. So, um, I want to dive into that, but I want Cynthia to, to, you know, I know she's got, I know she's sitting there going, Oh, I have so much to say. <laughs> but, no, because I don't, because really 
there's so much to listen to. But the one thing that I do want to add, and it's just so frustrating to me, but for some reason, and I don't know why, every single player who plays at the highest level, who has amazing lives before the NFL and after, they just seem to forget who they are and what brought them to that level. And that is so frustrating to me because it isn't, I used to be all pro Ricky Waters. You are Ricky Waters. You did everything to get where you are and that will be with you the rest of your life. You will always have all of that with you. And I think that somebody like Katharina is one that has to remind you of who you are and who she fell in love with and what you're about. And then you're right, Juliet, what do you do with all that talent now? Like, what do you do with that amazing person next? You know, that's the, the biggest question. But I hate that everybody forgets who they are for a little bit. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I think about what you just said, it just makes me think of um, how like, they're like the top, what half of, I don't, I don't even know, like a portion of 1% of, you know, like athletes, right. In the world. So yes. what do you do with that small, you know, such talent? I, I, I don't know, but they have to figure it out. And all your friends are still playing. A lot of my friends are still playing, you know, and I'm not there anymore. And they're not calling me really or calling me back when I call them, but you know, they're busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I forget that. Man, they're so busy, and I'm, all of a sudden, I'm, you know. I remember having to remind him about there. that. You know, remember when you were playing? It's like, did you have time to call your friends? You had no time. I mean, you right. had one day off Tuesdays, right, in the league. The players have one day off every Tuesday. But every Tuesday, you're doing media. You're yeah, doing appearances. You're do doing that. charity events. So your whole Tuesday is taken up. So you have zero days off. And even on holidays. Right. Even on holidays, holidays, we're you're playing. playing. So <laughs> right. you really have Yeah. Right, right. Reminds me of your calendar photo in Philadelphia. Everybody wants a piece of me, and every 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 kid in the photo had a piece of your uniform. And you were standing like, "What the heck?" You gotta like show that photo uh, on this because it's. I love it. That whole project. It was just. It was just so amazing, and it stayed with me for so long. And for that. the one young lady who was there with me, the- For the uh, Eagles fly. Emily, for the, yeah, yeah, for, for that other. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my oh my God. It was like, she was with me for so, you know, she was like my biggest little fan, you know? So I, man, we were talking all the time. I was going over her house and you know, talking to her mom and all that stuff. And, you know, until she, she finally she passed, passed away. away because, you know, she was sick and everything. But right. I remember she 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 gave me the strength to uh, shave my head. Remember, I shaved my head. That's why I shaved my head at that time. I was all into my hair. I was kind of like, uh, you know, the five heartbeats all whipped up and everything. I, you couldn't tell me nothing <laughs> that I didn't have pretty hair or whatever. But uh, but uh, you know, she she uh, the most yeah, iconic. She was, losing, she was losing her. She was losing her hair. So and we took a picture together, and she was like touching my hair and like she wanted to you know have hair like me or whatever and I was just like man you kidding me you're you're prettier than me and your hair is pretty and all that and I just man I just after that went home I just shaved my head and we took a picture together and I had a a little mug a little coffee mug that had that picture on there man I had that coffee mug until that picture like faded yeah I know it finally faded (laughs) away (laughs) she was only three years old so oh. sweet. Yeah, so much and she strength. really was your number one fan. I and she got you through a lot of, you know, you know, that those seasons. But right. you know, I mean, 
just and, and, about, Juliet, we're talking about um, in Philadelphia, there was a dinner, the Burt Bell Awards dinner every year. And they were very close to all because of Jim Murray, all of the Philadelphia Eagles and the family. And they always raise money for Eagles Fly Through Leukemia. Mm -hmm. And they actually are the, they are, they started the Ronald McDonald House, this group. They started it. They were the oh, ones amazing. that got the Ronald McDonald House all over now. And Ricky posed with one of the little girls that had leukemia. And he, like he said, he shaved his head. And this photograph, it became a poster. But my God, I'm going to share that if you guys don't mind when we post this podcast because it's just so special. And um, and he and he did the poster with this little girl. But then they became friends, and it was just and it's a beautiful relationship. And with Katharina too. Well, I think that is awesome. And I mean, it just, again, how many times have we heard from both of you? You can just see your hearts. And I, and Cynthia is going to, you know, kind of chuckle because every time, every <laughs> single time I interview someone in the league, a, a spouse, you guys all have the biggest hearts. And that's another thing that's not shown enough, right? They always show the other side, the other side. And that's something that needs to be brought out all the things that you guys do to help other people. And I think I said this, Cynthia, at the Hall of Fame, it's almost like God, because I, I believe in God, but God was like, okay, there's going to be this very special group that mm -hmm. is going to have the biggest service hearts. Because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I have a service heart, but mine is is, is not as, as, as big as, as yours. Um, and there's not, that's not saying anything wrong with me because it's not, but God is putting people together that have this ability to light other people's lives up because of your status, but you have this, this access to others that I just think is so absolutely beautiful. And the fact that you can see that that little girl meant something to you. I mean, I, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so incredible because I could feel it. I could feel that, that she meant something to you and got you through stuff. And I think it's just, again, such a testament to who both of you guys are and, um, and what you do and what you bring uh, bring this world. So I kind of want to pivot a little bit into, because I know we told you we we're going to be an hour, but you guys have such an amazing story that we're a little over, but I want to talk about what you're doing now. Um, and, and how you kind of found that and how you pivoted into that. So if you can, um, to speak on that, that would be wonderful. Well, I, first of all, what she's doing is just so amazing. Uh, you know, I know she, she's becoming this great lawyer. You know, she, she could have went any way with that but she has chosen to help first me, <laughs> started with me, but then my friends, my teammates, and then it's now it's turned into a business for her where she is just helping these guys uh, transition and helping them with their uh, disability and all that. I mean, you could talk more about it, but like, I'm so proud of her uh, for that. And, and I just can't even believe that I, I would have never thought when I met her, that's what, who she will become. She will become this lawyer who fights for us and our rights and help and help us move and transition to that next level. And she's done it so many different ways with so many different uh, families, really. And even guys calling in the middle of the night, you know, and not not the best situations happening at that time. They're thinking all kind of terrible things that, you know, they they might want to do, even uh, commit suicide, things like that. And she's talking them down from that. And I'm like waking up like, who are you talking to? And she's talking to, you know, one of the guys and she she's telling me like, not right now. Like, I have to talk to you uh, later because this is more important at the time. And it was. And I ended up finding out what she actually did and what was happening because I'm already knowing something 
you could just hear it in her voice, you know, that it was something troubling happened. So I didn't know if it was somebody from her family, somebody died or something. But those are the things that, that she was doing and has been doing and is continuing to do to this day. <laughs> so, and I, That's you know, I don't, talk, I don't talk to my husband about my cases. I mean, sometimes general things, or if he hears me on the phone, you know, walking by. Oh, yes, but, he's not going to do that. So he doesn't really know, you know, all the, all the details. Um, but, um, but yeah, but, um, but I, I think, I think for a lot of your teammates, um, they want you to know, you know, they, a lot of times they, they just, uh, want to check in and, and they'll um, tell her stuff. They won't tell me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but they're, I think they're happy I guess we to gotta keep that bravado up, yeah. you know, with each other. I understand. But when I first started doing this, I mean, this is like a long time ago. So it's been, um, probably like earlier two thousands or whenever it was, um, or probably about 2008, I think is when I started my practice representing these guys. Um, I thought that they would all want to talk to Ricky, you know, first and they, they didn't, they just want to say, Hey, what's up? You know, just, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, I reached out to your wife. Um, but, um, you know, they, they like to keep things private, which I really respect, you know, it's, but it goes with their personalities. You know, these are, they have like big egos and I don't mean ego <laughs> in a bad way. I mean, ego in no. a great way. You know, they're so confident. They're really proud of what you, they've you accomplished. You won't make it without an ego um, of some sort. They don't, um, and, and I hate it when I um, feel like, um, you know, the players get a negative kind of um, negative image of like, oh, they're they're complaining or they're asking for things that, you know, like like these medical benefits or disability benefits if they're actually injured. You know, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? You know, they I want them to be feel more comfortable, you know, talking about it. But it's their nature. They don't, you know, they're extremely proud people, of course, you know, like. They're it, not going to ask for anything. No. That's for sure. I'm not trying to get things that they don't feel like they deserve. They're not making up injuries. So that always drives me crazy when I hear, you know. They earned, and that's what they don't understand. They earned this. They right. earned these benefits. But they're complicated, and it's frightening. And a lot of these players are, are trying to navigate this alone, you know, because, and it's frustrating and what, what a service, Katharina, to offer NFL families at a time when you don't know who to turn to. And I think it's really important that we push this information to let as many, to let everybody know that you're available and your services are available to help navigate through benefits and settlements and everything. Yeah, so Katharina, I can answer questions, you know, so people, there's no pressure. You know, a lot of um, my clients, you know, these families, a lot of players call me. Um, you know, there's no pressure to hire me. Some of them, um, you know, they, they just have some simple questions that they, they didn't feel comfortable asking someone else, you know, but they feel like if they, you know, they can ask me and they can just get a very simple, you know, honest answer. And now they know what to, you know, they, they feel more, they, they know how to move forward or they just need to know what's this next step. You know, what do I do? It's nothing too difficult, you know? What, yeah. Which is huge. Do, I think it just has to do with trust too. Um, well, and also that you've, the fact that you have navigated it, right? You're, you've navigated it with your husband. So you are a safe space. So if you can shout out, I mean, I know I have your Instagram here, but if you can shout out also where people can find you, this will be in the show notes. So if you guys are driving and listening to this, do not be writing this down. <laughs> we will have it and we'll be sharing it with you. But I think it's so important for people to know that this service is out here and that, and that you are 
really, really good at what you do first because you've lived it. And so you were able to kind of really test the waters with your husband. And now that the fact that you've been helping so many others is just a really safe space for people in the league. So please um, let people know where they can find you. Oh yeah. You can just go to catwaters.com, you know, uh, waters with two T's. I'm on social media, um, at catwaters or at Katharina waters, I think depending on Instagram or Twitter. Um, and most of my clients, you know, they're, I, I don't really advertise too much, but you know, for, for this service, but just through the league, you know, just with players, they usually, um, you know, they usually refer, you know, each other. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the best word to me. So that's how I feel most comfortable because it is such a private, um, kind of thing that we, we, we do, right. Um, they, they have very confidential lives and I, you know, so it's very confidential and I respect that. And, um, so yeah. Um, well, but you can see your professionalism and I think your story from even back when Ricky met you and you guys talking about it in the article that I read with Cynthia, I mean, not only are you independent, but you are, you, you're, you're safe, but you're, you're, you love what you do and you are good at what you do because you have that very business you're going to get things done, you, you know, just, um, and we can, we need to have you guys on again, by the way. Um, but just mm -hmm. even from your background, you know, Kat, I was just so fascinated with all of it because I love how our backgrounds shape us, but then they don't define us. They shape us, but they don't define us, but they lead us in a direction. And I think, um, it's, it's so beautifully how your life is unfolding and what you're doing to help others because of what your husband and others in the league that you've seen. So, um, you know, just really cheers to you. Yeah, and she, I think it's because she really cares too. She's very mm -hmm. passionate about it. And she is about everything that she, she does. I, I couldn't believe, like, I mean, I'm glad that we became friends even before we, we got married. We had that time, you know, together in, in that way that I, that we grew to understand each other before we got married and stuff like that. But I started seeing you know, the pillar that she is and, and, and how much she cares about people that she doesn't even know. She would be like teary eyed to somebody, oh, this person, this happened, this little girl, can you bleed at or whatever? And I'm like, wow, you don't even know those people. But she's You're sitting the there, you know, crying. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like that too, but I'm not, not as much. But uh, when I found out that, that uh, well, I told her that I was adopted. We talked about that. And she was like, I wouldn't, you know, be opposed to adopting a child and all that. And so that's another side of her that I, man, I, I grew to love that. I'm like, man, she's she's actually cool as a mug. And I, I didn't even at the time think we were actually going to adopt. I was like, man, you know, we don't have to do that. Uh, we can have our own whatever. But after after it was such a hard thing for us to obviously have, you know, we lost our first one. Then we had our, our second when we got Ricky Jr. Thank goodness we got that guy. And then after that, for her to still pursue, get, uh, she still wanted to adopt. And uh, especially when Ricky would, every every uh, Christmas, he would say, first thing on the list, I want a little baby brother. That's what he wants Santa Claus to bring, a little baby brother. Yes, I, I, I love that. I, I, I love that we didn't get to talk about the kids yet. It's just so funny when you think about it. And we do, we do, we need more time because we haven't talked about what you're doing also, Ricky, with CBD. So let's start okay. with the kids. And what Ricky Waters Jr. is amazing talent. He did one of our shows um, 
for a nice little break in one of our during COVID. We had to have a video conference, remember? Yeah, and he did Don't Stop for us. And it's such an it's an excellent, excellent piece of music that he created. So talk about a little bit about Shane and Ricky Waters Jr., if you don't mind. Yeah, well, Ricky right now, he's working on an album. So uh, and we that's one of the ways that we we, we kind of connect. Uh, with each other a lot more than just father and son is that we we go in that studio together and you know helping with the music. I've always had a studio. I'm glad I had it now because people even ask him. They go, man, how come you ain't playing football? You know, your dad's a football player. How'd you get into music? But they little do they know. I always had a studio. We always had singers there. We always had people performing and doing those sorts of things. And he totally caught on to that. More and than, Ricky, more than um, football. So Ricky's sure. a senior in college now. So he's got this last year at St. Mary's College. And then um, our youngest son, Shane, he's a sophomore in high school. So can't even He's a budding little tennis player. He's a, yeah, he loves he's, tennis. He's doing his thing, Shane. I love that. Shane, the train. Um, <laughs> I love that. And I think it's when it's also so cool. So I have an adopted sister from Korea. My parents, there's five of us. Oh, and really? my, and she's mm -hmm. Korean. Oh my goodness. She's Korean, yes. And so oh. when, when I read that, I loved that. But also, you know, Ricky, your story too. Um, I think it's, again, it's one of those things. It's, it's about giving back and helping. Um, and then knowing a little bit, I know we read something about your poetry, your writing, and that you guys did connect with your birth mother. And so do you think that Ricky Jr. got that, that gene as well, which is kind of cool? The, the writing and then the creative side of that. Definitely. He's so creative mm -hmm. and uh, he's artistic like me. We're, we're more artists. So it's kind of, uh, we had to really discipline ourselves to be able to go to school like we do and, you know, have to oh. do that type of thing. Cause we, we would rather just kind of free flow around. We're kind of like that. Both of us. That's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> but we've learned how to, you know, discipline ourselves and go to school and do the work that we're supposed to do and be on time and all those things that, that we had to, we, that we have to do in society that we're in. Right, right. Which, uh, as my kids, as we, as their friend said, my oldest is, uh, drives the kids to school now. And um, they were like, can you take us? And they're like, sometimes we're like two minutes late. And so if you, and they're like, oh no, some of their friends are like, no, we have to be 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early. My kids are like, yeah, you don't want to get in our car. Cause uh, we're, we're, we, we kind of sometimes fly by the seat of our pants. I'm like, guys, oh my gosh, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. She's like, you're not those people. I'm like, shh, mom, you don't know that. You don't know that. It's not really late. Just sometimes it's one minute, but right. Those kind of things for creatives, it is difficult. So I do, um, I would love to know a little because I before we end the show because which is really you know also and you guys can see in the fortune cookie uh, you can follow Ricky and Katharina at, on Instagram but also a little bit about impact wellness and yes. how that kind of came about and I know that that is something that you guys you know it's it's another thing that you're giving back and helping and that's the theme of this whole show I mean so much so much so please so, touch on that. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought it up. So with Impact Wellness, um, we it wasn't our intention to start a company, you know, um, and and this company. Um, so this so Impact Wellness. So what we offer is hemp infused CBD products. Um, so our most popular products are topicals for pain. So mm. to help ease pain. And the way it came about, um, it it didn't like I said it it wasn't something like in our plans, but it kind of fell in our lap. Um, 
because there were two companies and this was maybe about, I would say three, four years ago, probably about four years ago when it just, every, everybody seemed to be getting on this bandwagon, right? Mm-hmm. Hemp is, uh, hemp-based CBD is like the new thing to treat so many different, you know, things, whether it's pain, whether it's anxiety, you know, sleeplessness, all these things. All the stuff so, that I need. There were, um, so I manage, you know, he's, you know, his appearances, business deals, you know, all, all those type of things. I'm still his agent, I guess, and manager. Um, but, um, so he had two companies that wanted him to represent, you know, their brands. So they sent him samples. And so of course he was, it was great. You know, this is fantastic. You know, put on the product, you know, the topicals, see if they work. He's got injuries head to toe, um, as a running back. Um, so pain is, you know, a daily, you know, thing in his life that he has to manage because of the pain. And, um, Mm. you know, when he played football, even up until that last season, it's like, it was just prescription medications that were used to treat, you know, his pain and, um, you know, side effects, not good. So (laughs) we, I, you know, we made it clear to, well, I made it clear and he agreed. He's like, this is not going to work like long-term, you know, this can't, you know, not good for you, not good for anyone around you, for our family. You know, it's just, it's, it's not um and if, if anyways so not a positive thing so when he tried these products he was so excited you know so um optimistic about them working for him but unfortunately these two products did not work um he wanted them to work so bad but you know and they he, did a little bit so that's why it he, felt like he, something was happening but didn't but you quite told get there. you told me if didn't it doesn't work for me i can't put my name behind it i can't no. you know promote it right. to other people it's just not right. Yeah. So then, um, so then, um, that's what eventually led to, you know, well, why not, you know, is, is there, is it a possibility? Someone actually mentioned to us, someone in that business said, why don't you just formulate your own? Why don't you create mm. your own? Then you can, you know, if you're satisfied with it, if it works for you, then now you can feel comfortable promoting it, you know, and selling it to other people and sharing it with the world. Right. So that's exactly what started this business. Um, and it's, yeah, we're, we're, um, we started right before COVID. So I guess we're now technically, um, in our second year. So two years in feedback, um, we, so not only do, you know, does Ricky use it on a daily basis, but a lot of his teammates, um, players that he played with on his teams, but also players that he played against. Um, some of the players are, you know, in his age range some of them are older we were just at the hall of fame as well in canton and he was able to share the product with some of his you know players that paved the way for him came before that's amazing that were mentors to him um you know who are now you know older um but even players who are younger um it's kind of just like and and for my clientele my my clients range from you know they're you know i think my youngest are in their late 20s you know 28 29 Right. Um, leave the game. Some of my oldest clients are, you know, in their seventies, you know, um, early eighties. So it, you know, it just, um, seems to be working for all age range, you know, and not just, you don't have to be a football player to use it. Um, but I, I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it, it just has been this amazing, uh, product for me. I can could not ever have imagined that there was something out there that, First of all, would take take away the pain, the anxiety, allow me to sleep so I can wake up refreshed and ready to, to attack the day every day instead of wanting to just stay in bed and not even get up because really didn't get much sleep. And really, something that's natural that doesn't yeah, have side effects. That's, that's what I love. Yeah. 
I think for a lot of players, or even just people, not to like put it on football players, but, you know, like alcohol drinking, right? That eases, you know, people, you know, it eases your mind and the stress, but also prescription drugs, you know, for pain. And and I guess for anxiety too, right? People take, you know, there are Mm -hmm. prescription medications, but how much of that can you take? How much can your body take? And, and right, without and that without getting addicted and then having it spiral to to a different level. So that's why I think it's so important that you guys did it. And I love, again, the fact that you did this and we're like, I need to do this on my own. I can't just say, okay, yes, this product worked when it really, truly didn't. You felt a little bit like, okay, this is something. I got a little tingle that, you know, this is something good. And I, and mm-hmm. I, you know, that's another thing I don't think people think about is the amount of you know, stuff that happens to your body at the level you're playing. I played two college sports. I still have like, you know, one of my knee and one of my hips are always a little ginkly. And I did not play at the level that I wasn't getting hit and all of that stuff. So the amount of things that you can just think about for, you know, any level of athletics, but even as you said, for people that are not even it, even people that are suffering from anxiety or other things, think of alternative things. And I think that's something that society does not put out there enough. You know, every commercial you see is all about prescriptions and oh. I'm not going to even, I'm not, oh, so, <laughs> you okay? I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but I think it's, <laughs> it is so important that you guys went down that route and and thought let's let's think about long term because also just yeah you know, again so many so many uh, positives there Cynthia yeah. did you want to jump in before yeah I would <laughs> yeah sorry about that but, you know it's funny yeah. but that's twice now in the show that you guys had tested the waters like it, you know and it's kind of funny put it up close to are. this put it and, it's, and oh, it's kind of cool. cool oh yeah. <laughs> So definitely what I wanted to say is, and I love that you t- tested it first and that you approve it. And I definitely want Michael to try it because oh, I was going to say that we're sending some oh, for Michael to try it and for you to try it and Juliet for you to try too. It's, oh, it's wonderful. Sure. Thank you. But today we're going to do something really cool too that um, Katharina and I talked about before the show is that somebody that is listening today and shares it or that somebody that likes it when we post it later on today some lucky winner is going to get a nice sample, which I think is going to be really cool to have the, the photograph of the product out there and to get it in somebody's hands. But I personally want to see it because Michael just started doing something new where I don't know about you, Ricky, but in the middle of his sleep, he'll just scream out and it just like yell. And, and then I was like, Michael, do you realize like you're yelling? And he's like, no. And I said, I think that your body is experiencing some kind of pain and you're just yelling out. And he's like, my knees are killing me. Mm. And I was like, oh, we have to do something about that. So yeah. I definitely yeah. want to try it. We're sending it to you yeah. like today. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. To turn out the way it has. And, uh, for us to have two uh, Ayurveda uh, doctors who are helping us, have helped us formulate it. I never could have thought that was even possible. Uh, so we kind of went all out with it. That's why yeah. it took us so long <laughs> to come out with the product because the formulation process with these two doctors, they're physically in India practicing, you know, um, their, their art of Ayurveda, Ayurvedic medicine. So, um, so, I, I don't know of, um, I don't personally know any other CBD, you know, product that um, is infusing these, um, they're, they're all natural essential oils, but used mm. in Ayurvedic medicine with the CBD. I mean, this is for the topicals. This is not the right. uh, adjustable tinctures, but for the topical lotion oil that we have, the liquid oil, uh, that's what makes it different. So, 
you know, we're, you know, we, we need to get out there and like, you know, hit the road <laughs> promoting this more because we do want to share yeah. it with more people. But I definitely put it in the luncheon um, swag for sure. You know, definitely put it out there so people can see it and try it. And then also for the off the field fashion show, you know, you got to get it out there too. So yeah, this will so be we put it in the swag. I don't know if you got oh. one in the swag um, from the fashion show this past oh, year. Oh, I didn't get it yeah i know we i just kind of was giving them away to my friends because they help me all the time so but but i do have a question on this so is it and and you guys might say we don't we know we're still testing we don't know but is this also like safe for um younger athletes so like my 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 two boys i'm thinking of right now i had my one son had a fractured hip but the other one you know had a high ankle sprain and a fracture and they're coming off of this so i love that that it is um i mean because we're always we actually have two colors. So, so the black, if you know much about CBD, there's something, you know, called full spectrum. So that's like, mm-hmm. they take yep. the whole, you know, they don't change anything when they take it out, extract it from the plant. Yes. Um, but this one has, you know, we can only guarantee it has less than 0.3% THC. Um, and it's a topical. So, you know, um, but, it, but we, we have to disclose that, but for our younger athletes, we develop this, which is the broad spectrum. This is guaranteed 0%. So we extract all the THC. Oh, that's amazing. So this is what our younger athletes use. Um, but even some of our older, um, you know, people who, who buy this, they just, um, they just want for peace of mind to know that there's 0%. There's no chance. Right. Um, and this is just something you rub on, you know, to your areas that have pain or, or soreness or stiffness. But definitely, the, but definitely our younger, <laughs> but definitely the younger yeah. athletes, school, college, you know, even, even um, middle school, they're using this one just so the parents, you know, so they have the peace of mind. Right. No, that's amazing. And I love that, that that you guys even thought that far. Again, you guys are incredible people. I know Cynthia told me that you were. And I know, Ricky, when, you know, when, as I said, when you were an Eagle, I was, you know, cheering and Kat, when I met you at the Super Bowl, I remember saying to Cynthia, you know, oh, I like her. I just like her vibe. I like her energy. <laughs> you guys are like so full of compliments, but honestly, like, um, just for like the audience or anyone like I always think about young, you know, younger, you know, couples and especially on the female side, not that I don't like the men, but, you know, in this football <laughs> community, it's um, I mean, it, it is hard, you know, to you don't feel like you have someone to share what's going on with you at home. You think you're all alone, actually, from the males, per, you know, from the man and the woman, you know, or the couple, you know, each partner. It's like you, you kind of feel like there's no one to talk to or I can't share this, you know, because this is only happening to us. But I do feel like we have so much in common. Don't you think, Cynthia? Like we're all going through very similar experiences. Um, We're not on an island. It's it's very surprising how similar. Um, But when you really think back and think about it, it's like the culture is the same, right? So the guys are being brought up in this, you know, with this thinking. Yeah. And then even though like on a team, even though we're all together on a team, we're all separate. It's like we're all separate fighting for our own shots. So even though you're friendly with each other, you're not really helping each other. <laughs> so you yeah. help each other in the field, but otherwise you're really not helping each other. And I think that that needs to stop. We need to realize that we need to help each other. We're the ones that's, who's, who's gonna do it if we don't right. do it for each other? We gotta be there for each other. We have to understand that we are the ones who know what we go through. <laughs> no one else is gonna know exactly what we go through or understand what we right. go through. Another player definitely will. And if you're in a position to help somebody, you should. That's right. You're absolutely right. You know, it reminds me of when you went to Seattle and Katharina, you 
were going through serious loss, but yet didn't know anybody yet and didn't know anybody enough to say what you were going through. So you thought, well, maybe it's good that it's quiet. But then you're like, wait a minute, did this happen? And then here you are alone. And then there's Ricky in a new town just trying to, you know, forge his identity with the Seahawks. That doesn't have to happen. You know, we, if we carry these relationships with us, then they're going to remain with us, you know, wherever we are, whatever team, or if we're not even with a team anymore. So the, that is good advice to these young girls we, and players. You don't have to do it alone. You know, you don't have to be so protective, maybe for the media and for the public, but not within our own circle. It shouldn't be like that. And, and I'm hoping, um, you know, because and the players can't do it alone, right? Like on, on, we can't do it on our own. You know, I'm really hoping that the teams, the franchises, um, the management, you know, on these in these franchises, I, I really hope that they, um, you know, um, they they make an effort and they see the importance of this. You know, I mean, it's only going to help. I think the team succeed, right? If the people on the team are taken care of, um, you know, if they have. Um, less to worry about, you know, for, for those types of things and can focus more on football. I would think that that would be a positive thing, right? Even for the franchise. Um, yes. But you have to like treat them you like they see. are human beings, right? Yes. And they have lives off the field. Yes. A lot of them already have families, you know, even while they're playing. Um, right. You can yes. see she's getting excited because she keep getting bigger and bigger. She keep I, going, I know. She now about to go <laughs> into the, she about to be in yes. there like this. She's like, like, <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? Well, that's he was true. talking. He was talking so much, like the entire first, you know, like half. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't say anything. You're like, move over. Move over. Wait, this is something I need to mention then, and it, I hope you guys can help um, because Walter Jones started that '96 check in honor of Cortez Kennedy, and. That's pretty much what he's saying. The same thing you just said. Check on each other and make sure all's good. Because he was like, that's what his buddy used to do. And I think it's two, it is Tuesday, 9 6, 96. And he's asking everybody, just call somebody that you haven't talked to and say, hey, all good? Is everything good? How are you? How's your family? And, and I think if people just do that all the time, not just once a year, but all the time. Look next. Look at the guy next to you. Is everything okay? Like, are you good? And it's like, wow, you never know. Somebody might say, actually, no. Like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to somebody. And so then, that's yeah. a good point. And, and Cynthia, it's such a good point because, I, I mean, I think we all, as, as parents, that's one of the things that I always say to my kids. Be aware of what is going on around you. You know, I know you're teenagers and life is revolving around you, but you don't know what's happening to the person next to you. You don't know what's going on. Check behind you when you're walking out of the door or in someone might drop something. You, you need to be aware. We all need to be more aware of, of our neighbors, our friends. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to, and this is what I always say. You don't have to be friends with everyone. We don't all don't have to have the same opinions. That would be boring, right? If we all had the same views and opinions, but we do need to respect each other. We do need to say, you know what? I don't believe what you're like. I have a different view, but doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, not be like, okay. I, I, I mean, again, we don't all have to be friends. There's people that, you know, don't do the best things in the world and, and we, we can just kind of put them aside, but let's not waste our energy on that. Let's waste our energy on making this world a better place by checking on each other, by doing good things like you guys are doing as a, as a family. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Things, you know, getting stories out, connecting people. And that's what this podcast, that's what your story, that's what, you know, Cynthia and I are doing um, with that is, is connecting people with stories and connecting um, the world around 
what's happening in league, right? During all those stages. Cause I know there's people that are listening to this that thought, crap, I never thought about that. And I think I had said that when my kids would always say, oh my God, this person got traded to our team. I don't think, yay, I think of the family behind the scenes now. I think about what that player is going through. Ricky, you just really shed light on that. That was some, That was your family that hurt. Like, okay, let's think about that for a moment. Let's say, okay, it might be great for the team, but is it great for that person? Let's, let's give that person a little grace when we see them out on the streets instead of, you know, someone check, hey, are you doing okay? I know that, you know, you're on my team now and I love that but I'm sure it was hard leaving your team instead of putting all the negative and, oh, Ricky didn't say hi to me because, you know, he's now he's, you know, like, no, there's something else going behind the scenes. Let's all be aware of that and and do something and be better. And, yeah, and I love that you're sharing real stories yep. because no one, there, there is no perfect life. There, there is no. no perfect, no one has a perfect life. Everyone's dealing with something and everyone has their threshold or, you know, way of dealing with things or, you know, so everyone, everyone has things they're dealing with, no matter money, career, everything that you see on the surface, like, and you have no idea unless you, you know, unless they tell you, I guess, unless they share it. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well. I mean, this is amazing. I, I, we do, Cynthia, we do need to have these guys on again because there's so many, so many things. But I know an hour and a half. We told you guys it was going to be an hour. Going. I oh, know. And, and I love our friendship. And and I love that I have to mention Aiden. And I have to say real quick before oh we hang up. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we have to. Because, yes, my daughter fell in love with Ricky when she was, like, two years old. <laughs> and she wore his jersey to every game. She could have cared less that her dad was there. She wore Ricky Waters jersey and he gave her a pair of cleats when she was like five. They're still in her bedroom. Still has her in her bedroom. He called her the day she went to Penn State and she was walking down the hall in her dorm. She was a little scared, a little sad. And then she lit up and I'm like, what's up? She goes, that was Ricky Waters calling to tell me good luck in school. And she's like, can you believe it? You know, she was like all like smiling and laughing. And, um, and she just had a little girl. And I just realized I didn't know this before, but her name is Reagan James. And I didn't know that your middle name is James. Wait till I, wait till I tell Aiden that she's going to freak out. (laughs) And they were almost born on the same day, right? That's right. April. She's April. Yes. Wasn't she born? Almost the same time. The baby was April 8th. And so we were like hoping the baby would be the same. Oh my God. <laughs> See, I told you that Ricky said One if day. she's born on April 7th, he is like, he's like officially, you know, Godfather. Like he is <laughs> officially the Godfather. <laughs> Crazy, right? I love it. My face hurts. I love it. Such beautiful connections. But that is, this is what's so special about the show. And I always say to Cynthia, thank you for including me in on this. And thank you, you know, Ricky and Kat for, for trusting in me, um, to ask the questions and share your story. And, um, everyone that's listening, you know, welcome, uh, or not welcome because now we're leaving, but, um, you know, thank you for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread Pivot with our guest, Katharina Waters and Ricky Waters. And um, I, I just, I can't wait to share with everyone seriously about the CBD because I think that's so important because it makes me crazy. The prescription drugs, as I said, I could go on a whole tangent, but we won't be doing that. Um, and I love that you guys are looking at alternatives again, to help more people because that's what's, uh, you know, so apparent and good luck to your boys um, at such great, great ages and stages in their lives. And um, it's just been wonderful. And Cynthia, as always, love, uh, 
love co-hosting with you. You always bring such great questions and such great energy and light to everything. So you love guys to see you. Awesome. Appreciate what you're yes. doing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for Thank your you. time and uh, just love it. We look forward to sharing everything. Yes. And thank you, everyone. Oh, look, we're, we're getting escorted out by the polka. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> oh, no, this is like the one. I, I, that's just one thing at Fireside. We need to fix this music. This is like. <laughs> oh, I know, right? This is great. It makes me laugh. Thank you, everyone, for again joining YNS Live with NFL Thread. We will see you soon. And everyone, have a good one. Thank you again, Kat and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Notre Dame music or something. <laughs> it's like the word, right? Oh, maybe it is. All right, bye, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>